Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 1,467,284 of the Personal Records Podcast. We are immortal. I am your host. My name is Eric Walquist. And joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is the other host of this show. His name is? Jesse Wilson. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do any nicknames this week. I forgot. I don't really get one prepared. And I didn't think about it until now. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Jesse, take a bite out of Cheek Wilson. <laughs> yeah, that's an apt one. My mouth decided that um, it would ingest itself. Uh-huh. And uh, I decided to take a giant chunk out of my own cheek. Sometimes you gotta take a chunk out of your cheek. That's true. Just to show it who's boss. That's the thing. Like, sometimes you gotta rip a fingernail off. <laughs> just to be like, body, this is me. And then your body's gonna hate you for like three or four days, maybe a week. Mm. But you gotta just say, body, this is me, alright? Sometimes I'm gonna do something that's a nagging pain for a long time. And I'm going to poison you with alcohol basically every day. Basically as much as I can. Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that irks me about this. Like, obviously, humans evolved to have pain because you need to know that something's wrong with your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you need to understand that. It's kind of weird to me because, like, if you're a cave, if you're Cro-Magnon walking around southern, you know, uh, southeastern uh, Europe and you tear your ACL, there's really nothing you could do about it. Like, you can... At a certain point, it's just punitive. Right, exactly. Like, you should have done that. Yeah. Hey, now. Uh, but that's you really should not have turned so sharply when you were running away from that Jaguar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I um, I mean, that, that's, the, that's the problem with it is, like, I wish that you could just, like, acknowledge the pain and then it would turn off. Yeah, I think everyone uh, has thought that, but we're not quite there. We're not quite. In the future. Maybe... In the future, it'll be in our, like, uh heads-up display that's right in front of our eyeballs at all times, just a switch you can activate with your brain cursor. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge pain. Yeah, off. <laughs> maybe so, Maybe it's like the like your oil light, like the <laughs> the, the, the dealership has to turn it off. <laughs> your mom has to turn it off. Yeah, first your mom, then your doctor. Well, that's how you know you become a man when the doctor gets to turn off your <laughs> pain light. <laughs> Oh man, Jesse. Uh, we <laughs> we are the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Uh, how was your week, buddy? Um, I took yesterday off sick. Oh man, yeah. You got so. the crud. I got the crud. Let's just say that my porcelain <laughs> throne. It looked like if Jackson Pollock was administering a uh, Rorschach test, and his only medium was chocolate pudding. Holy shit! It's like death blood. It it was it was no good. Um, so let me get this straight. You've been vomiting like crazy. Oh wait, maybe not that end. Okay, yeah, now other I end. Now I understand. Yeah, I was just saying, like if you if you're vomiting, then you would have to. Uh, I mean, then then the mouth sore could be a real issue. That's true. Bile yeah. in the mouth sore is the name of my new death metal album. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's a bummer, dude. At least you get a day off from work to be sick. Yeah, exactly. And then at least you'll get your baby sick, and then she'll be sick, and then your wife will be sick, and then everyone will be sick. Yeah, I'm hoping that it was something I ate. Yeah, maybe that. That sounds plausible. Uh, well, in the meantime, I booked a vacation yesterday. I heard. Going to Maui. Maui Wowie. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this thing. 
Um, you know, you went to Hawaii this summer. I did. I think you're doing it right going in the winter. Yeah, we're going December 12th through 18th. So if anybody's in Maui <laughs> December 12th <laughs> through 18th, leave me alone. I'm on vacation. Yeah, that's uh, a good call. But we want to go. I, I've never been to Maui. I've been to the Big Island in Oahu and Kauai. So I wanted to go to Maui. But I really wonder, like, are we missing out on anything being West Coasters? Because, like, you know, if you're on the West Coast, you want to go someplace warm. Domestically, you're going to California. If you want to cross some water, you go to Hawaii. East Coast, you want to go someplace warm. Domestically, you're going to Florida. Want to cross some water, you're going to the Caribbean. Right. But I love Hawaii, dude. I love it there. It's like the most relaxing place. Uh, You're technically still in America. You don't even need to go through customs or anything. You do need to fill out that sheet on an airplane that says you're not bringing in any uh, contraband fruits in your carry-on. But, I mean, other than that, like, Hawaii is super relaxing. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, you do have to get checked for Mm -hmm. fruits and stuff. Mm -hmm. But when Tasha and I were there, she was eating a mango that was full of worms. (laughs) (laughs) Those were foreign worms, okay? Those were illegal worms. They were smuggled in, and now now no one can have mangoes. Yeah, well, I think the I think the worms are out of the bag. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, be careful with the local fruit, is what I'm saying. It's just crazy because you go over there, and like the islands are so small. They're tiny little island islands. I don't know. The Big Island felt pretty big. The Big Island is big, but the Big Island, I think, you can fit all of the other islands of Hawaii into the Big Island. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, Kauai is tiny, and Maui's like, 15 miles tall. Anyway. Yeah, yeah they're small. It's kind of weird to think that a bunch of people live there. Well, I'm, I'm just excited about it, dude. Like, I, uh, I, I, I've downloaded the soundtrack to The Descendants, which is a George Clooney movie from two years ago that took place in Hawaii, and it's, like, all Hawaiian music. And I'm just, like, riding the bus today in gray, foggy Seattle, listening to Hawaiian music, getting pumped to go to Hawaii and chill out. Yeah, that'll be fun. (sighs) Maui Wowie coming. Now, are you going to drink a bunch of Hawaiian beer, or are you going to drink a bunch of rum-based I'm kind of a Mai Tai guy when I go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Love the Mai Tais. There is the Maui Brewing Company, though. So we we, we talked about going there, and, of course, they got Kona down there as well. Right. Um. Anyway, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Jesse, speaking of beer, what are you drinking this week? Oh, I'm just uh, finishing up some of my homebrew that I had last week, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to move on to uh, free beer from work. That sounds great, ma'am. Yeah, I uh, – well, as, as everybody knows, last week I, I sampled my first pumpkin beer, and this week I said, screw that, because guess what? Pyramid Snowcap's in town. Oh, how is it this year? I haven't had it yet. Not as good, not as smooth as last year. I think last year was one of the best batches. I mean, last year was my favorite winter seasonal. Um, and this is, you know, admittedly the first winter seasonal that I'm drinking this year. But I can't, it just doesn't have that smoothness that it had. But it's still great, dude. That's still what's really great good. about uh, craft brewing. It's like the NFL. There's parity. <laughs> there really is. Any given year. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I mean, uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale is kind of my old stalwart for the right. winter seasonal. Um, last year, not that excited about it. So we'll see what happens this year if the if the champion can return. Similarly, two years ago, Slayer was amazing. And then last year, Slayer was not that great. Yeah, it sunk it up. It's interesting. And I wonder how much of that is actually just like your own taste changing from year to year. Yeah, that's probably part of it. But I mean, there is there are subtle changes. Yeah, totally. In the seasonal. 
Um, Jesse, do we have a dead for this week? Oh, I don't. Okay, I'm going to dedicate this week's episode to none other than Mr. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. Because he won me my fantasy league this week, dominating <laughs> dominating the Titans at home. Uh, it's almost gotten to the point where if the Seahawks aren't playing like a big team, like, you know, 49ers at home, it, it's kind of boring to watch the games, and I hate to say that. But, like, even this game was weird because uh, the Seahawks were trailing at halftime after probably the dumbest play ever in the history of the Seahawks. <laughs> like, so so this is what happened. Basically, the kicker got a concussion. Steven Hauschka, the kicker, he I guess he didn't get a concussion because he came back in the game. But he got hit on a kickoff because he tried to tackle a guy. And a kicker should never try to tackle anybody, especially head on. His head snapped back. His nose was bleeding. They took him back to evaluate him. So you have the punter, John Ryan, trying to kick a field goal from the two-yard line with three seconds left on the clock in the first quarter. Uh, John Ryan is usually the guy who holds the kicks, which means that they had a backup holder and a backup kicker. John Ryan's never kicked a field goal in the history of his career. So uh, anyway, the guy botches the snap. For some reason, tries to throw it, fumbles the ball. The Titans run it in for a touchdown. Luckily, that was the only touchdown that the Titans scored in the game. Because Seahawks defense is so good at home, it's it kind of gets a little boring to watch. Well, uh, be careful what you wish for. I, I know. Maybe the Seahawks should have a new slogan: "So good it's boring." They, um, I think they should have had uh, Russell Wilson try and drop kick it through the uprights. <laughs> yeah, Doug Flutie. He is like the modern day Doug Flutie. That's a Doug Flutie move. Classic exactly. Doug Flutie. I think that they should have run it in. Honestly, like you're at home. Like yes, you can take the points and get three points, but you're at home. You're on the two-yard line. Marshawn Lynch is averaging 1.8 yards per carry in the red zone this year. Just give it to Marshawn Lynch and see if he can ram it in, because the guy nobody can tackle him, dude. Anyway. Yeah, that's um, that's what Retrospect tells us he should have done. I love Marshawn Lynch, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know who else I love, Jesse? I love our listeners. And I love when they give us a call at 360-362-0024. And a lot of them did this week. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's time to pour through some uh, listener feedback. We're going to start uh, all the way down in Denver, Colorado. Here we go. Hey, Eric and Jesse. This is uh, Cody. I'm a longtime listener out of Denver, and I actually realize I've been listening to you guys for a year now, so that's weird. But I just got out of the great American Beer Fest and figured I'd give you guys a call and say, hello, it's been too long listening to you guys. Figured I'd add my voice to the conversation. But I also met a guy named Dr. In Quotations, Bill Sissick, who is Stone's lead guy for, um, you know, brewing and food pairings. And I figured it'd be fun if you guys shot him an email. Anyway, that was awesome. But just wanted to call in, say hello, say the Great American Beer Fest was awesome. So much beer. So much fun. And, yeah, it was great. But... Anyway, wanted to say hello, and, well, go Broncos, and stay off my back. Keep being awesome. <laughs> stay off my back, Cody. Uh, Cody, yeah, Great American Beer Fest. Just, do you have any inkling to go to this thing eventually? I would like to. Um, I, I had a sliver of an opportunity to go this year, but it just didn't pan out. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year. It's uh, you know, we, It's not like we know anybody who lives in that area. 
that we can. Well, stay that was with. the thing. I was like, Levi, make sure you get this this specific weekend off because you and I are going to Great American Beer Festival. And he's like, Sorry, I'm going to be in Montana. Montana. Yeah. Ugh. Well, anyway, Cody he accompanied that with an email. He said the shoots was the best part with their full line of bar only beers. The sour wrecked my palate, but was good. Uh, but in second place was definitely Stone. I mentioned your podcast, The Bartender, and the story behind how the podcast came about over Arrogant Bastard, and he gave That's me hilarious. his card. That is I really I wonder what funny. this guy thought about that. I wonder. Maybe we shouldn't email him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Deschutes, that's pretty good. It had a good showing. I mean, like I said, we can't say enough good things about Deschutes. Yeah, Washington State had its worst ever showing in the JBF. What are you going to do, man? Taking home only four medals, zero golds. Jeez. Two went to Elysian. One went to uh, Skip Madsen over at uh, American Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget who took the fourth one, but it was it was a bad year for Washington Dude, speaking of uh, organ beers, I, I've been drinking the Terminal Gravity Summer Seasonal. I'm kind of sad that it went away, <laughs> but it's <laughs> their it's their Weed Whacker Summer Ale. Mm-hmm. It was on it was on like basically clearance at the, at my local market, and I drank so much of that stuff. It is delicious, and it's like four point eight percent. Did you pick up a summer seasonal and a winter seasonal at the same time? I did. I did that earlier in the week. That's funny. On Friday, I had I had a twenty two of of Pyramid Snowcap and a uh, six pack of of Terminal Gravity Weed Whacker. That is hilarious. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome stuff. All right, up okay. next we got uh, ooh the I think this is the originator of the Get Off My Back. It's Sean from Texas. Here he is. Hey guys, it's Sean from Texas. I'm sober this time, so this call might not be as good. <laughs> Anyways, Eric, I really love your movie idea, and uh, Jesse's casting uh, um, suggestion of Jeff Foxworthy is great, because you can have a scene where he's hiding behind a tree, and he comes out, puts the guy's throat, and just looks at him and says, looks like you might be a redneck. <laughs> also, on the subject of uh, pumpkin beers, uh, stay clear of pumpkin cider i had some woodchuck limited pumpkin cider and it was definitely sickeningly gross which i usually really like woodchuck anyways i will talk to you guys later stay arrogant and get off my back to the hotel to the motel to the holiday and say what (laughs) say what sean Dude, that is the funniest thing ever. Love the line. Jeff Foxworthy slitting a guy's throat in the action movie and then saying, you might be a redneck. (laughs) It's the worst. It's the worst, but it's hilarious. Uh, Oh, my God. We got to make this movie. This movie yeah. has to be made. If anybody wants to bankroll it, just go send us an email. Personalergates at gmail.com. I think we could do it for like a mil two. Mm-hmm. Send us an email or better yet, just send us a check. Yeah, for a mil two. A cashier's check. <laughs> Definitely. We only accept cashier's checks here. All right. Let's move on. Now we've we've done Denver. We've done Mountain Time Zone. We've done Texas and Central Time Zone. we got to do East Time Zone. Here we go. It's uh, it's our good friend Jay from Solero Beach. Hey, guys. This is your uh, friendly neighborhood Floridian Jay calling in again. Uh, Eric, glad to hear that you've had the pumpkin. That's great. Um one thing is, is if I were to choose a Halloween movie villain to have or sit down and hang out with, it'd probably be lunch. 
probably be Jason off of Friday the 13th, just because he doesn't really, you know, say very much, and I'm a big talker, rambler, and just go on for hours. I feel like he would just sit there, go his lunch, and just listen to me talk. Anyway, I have a question. What is your favorite Halloween candy, if you have one? And uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, love the show, guys. Get off my back. Get off my back, Jay. Um, this is not Hot Babe Jay. Do not confuse this with Hot Babe Jay. <laughs> uh, Jesse, interesting question here. What's your favorite Halloween candy? I don't. I don't get it. I mean, Halloween specific candy? Yeah, because come on, when else do you eat fun size candy? I mean, and I'm not talking about fun size Mr. Goodbar that you get at the dentist office because you have a terrible <laughs> dentist if that's the case. Yeah. I am talking about the bite size. I'll, I'll tell you what mine are. It, it's easy. It comes to mind. I have two. It's the Reese's Cup single oh. and the Kit Kat double. The Kit Kat do ba- two bar. Like, mm. Halloween's the only time you eat the Kit Kat two bar, right? Mm-hmm. But the greatest thing is that now they sell these in a bundle. You can buy these at Safeway. I noticed this two years ago. I posted it on Reddit and got three down votes. <laughs> they make a bag <laughs> that is Reese's single cups and Kit Kat two bars. Wow. In one bag. That's for you. I can't buy it because, first of all, I don't get any trick-or-treaters, and second of all, I would eat them all before they came. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of classic things. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you're trick-or-treating. Uh, you know, uh, there's there's the, there's those certain ones. Like, you get the, the Whoppers, you're kind of bummed, right? I like Whoppers. You like the Whoppers? Then they have the Dots box. Do you like the Dots box? No, dots are disgusting. In the dots box, they all meld together into a mega dot. <laughs> um, you also one of the ones that I was always excited about was the mini nerds box. Yeah, mini nerds is good. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just like the regular candy bars that are like so like super small size that they're like squares. Yeah, they're not even rectangular in shape. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say uh, three musketeers in that. <laughs> oh yeah, like the little tiny cubes. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean, I like the Milky Way there. But the Three Musketeers is solid because it doesn't get stuck in your braces. Exactly. Right. I like Three Musketeers because it's just nougat. <laughs> yeah. Do they make Turn a Twix that pass. size? I don't think I've ever seen a Twix that size. Uh, I don't think so because I think, like, the tube shape is critical to the Twix. You're right. They do. They do, like, the little Kit Kat-sized Twix. If they had a Kit Kat-sized Twix peanut butter... Then uh, that would be my jam to the to the max. There you go. <sighs> I guess I guess we could talk about Halloween candy a lot, uh, but we can't because we have. So we've been moving progressively eastward, and we've been to Florida. Now the only place to go is across the pond. We have a brand new call from an international guy, and I'm very very excited about this. So uh, take it away. Hey guys, long time listener, first time first time caller here. This is uh, Damien calling from Dublin, Ireland. I just uh, was listening to your most recent podcast there, and uh, some guy drunk dog just so I said, I'm just walking home from the pub here now, so I said, out here, I'll give the lads a call. Um, I'm just wondering, wonder am I the only person in Ireland that listens to you, or is there many other people that do that? I know you're saying in the last one that uh, Texas is a bit of a hotbed for your uh, podcast, so you can obviously see where people are listening to you or where people are downloading it, so... Um, we listened to you guys for a long time. We got kind of turned on to you from the uh, Bob Move Network. We listened to kind of Breaking Bad and Walking Dead podcast there, and 
they turned me on to you guys. I think the uh, first one I listened to was Eric's bachelor party, so I'd say that. Over a year ago now, anyway, and I've listened to everyone since then and put a good dent into your uh, library before that. I don't know why I think, I don't know why I listen to your podcast, why I think it's so so cool. Like, <laughs> I don't play board games, I'm not really much of a gamer either, and PlayStation or Xbox, and I don't like superheroes, but just. <laughs> You guys seem to make that so interesting just to listen to you, <laughs> just talk about it to each other. But uh, I do have some things in common. I love craft beer. It's kind of hard to find in Dublin at the moment. Like It's only kind of getting turned on to that now, but I try and find it where I can. And uh, Eric, I'm a big baseball fan. I'm a bit of a Boston Red Sox guy myself. <laughs> I just about to start the uh, ALCS now in about, actually it started about a half an hour ago, so I'm going to watch as much of that as I can before I fall asleep. But uh yeah, I just want to know if uh, if you guys have many listeners in Ireland, if you know, or if I'm the only one. I anyone I've ever talked to doesn't seem to. It's not a big podcast place kind of Ireland, but especially not farm podcasts. A few Irish ones that are kind of popular, but I'm just wondering if I'm the only one or what the story is. So looking for. I can't wait to cringe listening to this now next Thursday or Friday whenever you guys <laughs> put it up with it. Yeah, that's about it. So uh, get off my back and looking forward to hearing from you guys. That is freaking awesome. Call from Ireland, dude. Dublin, Ireland. That's like you're you you got blood there, don't you, Jesse? Um, well, I in some respect, yeah, I guess. You got a small you got you got Irish blood in you. Yeah, but uh You're rocking the red like, beard. Yeah, yeah. It's uh that's a place of origin, but uh we've we've been bounced around a bit. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you get arrested in old Britain. <laughs> right? They put you on a boat. <laughs> it gets shipped off. Sometimes they send you to Australia. <laughs> well, uh, let's. I that actually. That's a bad deal, by the way. I, I yeah. mean, like, oh, I'm so poor that I'm resorting to highway robbery to right. see my family, and there's a <laughs> famine imposed by these British douchebags right next to me. Okay, then they're going to ship me off. Hey, Australia, I live here now. This Wait. giant country full of wealth and prosperity. <laughs> Wait, it's sunny all the time? And it's sunny all the time. Nobody told me it was sunny all the time. Mm-hmm. Be... Get your sunscreen, you <laughs> freckle-faced bastard. <laughs> yeah, that actually was torture pre-sunscreen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. I've actually got the country stats here. So it's really interesting um, looking at these. Total downloads. United States, obviously, number one. USA number one! Uh, <laughs> well, do that again. Yeah. Up next, you got the UK, then Australia. Sorry, then, what I just said about you. Yeah, then Australia, then Canada, which is weird. That I think Canada. It's weird that Canada is number four. Mm. So it goes US, UK, Australia, Canada, then Germany, then this one's out of left field, Guyana. Mm? It's really interesting. If if there are any listeners from Guyana, please give us a call three six zero three six two zero zero two four. It is an English speaking country. There you go. Um. Then after Guyana, then <laughs> I think a bunch of non-English speakers are listening to our <laughs> podcast. You got Guyana, then you got the Netherlands, then Mexico, and then Ireland. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You're ninth, and then guess where number ten is? Um, France. Shabbat Shalom, Israel. Oh, really? Yeah, Israel, Spain, Sweden, Japan, Austria, Vietnam, Thailand, Korea, India, and France. What's wrong with you, France? So, anyway, that's our listener stats. 
<laughs> but I cannot be I could not be more excited to get a call from Ireland. Yeah, honestly. I can check uh something off the old accomplish in life. An authentic uh <laughs> Irishman just referred to me and you as the lads. That's yes, perfect. That's fantastic. I feel great about that. Um, just a couple uh, quick uh, emails that came in. Uh, Hot Babe J. This is Hot Babe J. He says, both of you guys seem to be smart guys. I was curious as to what each of your favorite s- subjects in school might have been. I would guess that Eric was a good overall student while Jesse excelled in science. Just a guess. Get off my back, J. Hot Babe J. Uh, excelling in science, Jesse? Nope. More like a humanities, bro. Yeah, I, I, was, I did history. I was a really bad high school student. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. Really? Yeah. You're on a knowledgeable team? I got, uh, yeah, I, I knew stuff, but I got bad grades. Mm. And I also, I was something of a student athlete, but I was also a really bad athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I did track and was bad at it. Yeah, I, I did. also did uh, uh, drama, and I was bad. You were not bad. I was pretty bad. You got into drama because I walked up to you one day at the lunch line after we had hung out on the knowledgeable bus. And I said, yo, bro, the villain in Much Ado About Nothing just dropped out. I think you'd be perfect for the part. And then all of a sudden, drama Jesse. Yeah. And it, it was not a pretty sight. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so our, our version of Much Ado About Nothing, which uh, Josh Whedon fans will be really excited that we were actually in this play. But it was set in the <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> yeah, it was. So Jesse was the black hat, if you will. He wore black a black hat and black chaps. The only uh, class I really did well in was government. Yeah. Government, man. I took comparative government. Mm, you would. I did U.S. government. Yeah, comparative government like was easy man. government. Anyway, Mark Griffin says, I got Catan last year for my birthday, and we've been playing it two players for the last couple months. Any other recommended board games that work well for one to four players? Thinking about Arkham Horror and Citadels, but I've never played either. I would not play Arkham Horror two players. No, I, I wouldn't either. Nope. Um, get, um, get all creatures great. Uh, all creatures big and small. The new two-player. It takes about forty minutes mm-hmm. to play version of Agricola. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I also cannot recommend Citadels enough for two players. Yeah. Um, Battle for Hill Two Eighteen, of course. Mm-hmm. Two-player Blockus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Agricola as a two-player game, but that's a big investment. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, and actually, what was the other one that he had here? Um, Carcassonne's pretty good two players. Oh, Carcassonne is great two players. Yeah, uh, but definitely Citadels. Get Citadels, Mark. Okay, uh, let's do a little, oh, and a little game. I don't know if you've heard of it called chess. <laughs> oh man, uh, Jesse, let's go ahead and move on to a little tiny minute roll off. What do you say? Yeah, let us. Each going to roll a twenty sided die here to so get to see who gets to talk first on the podcast this week. And here we go. Nine. Fifteen, baby. Oh, you are streaky. I am streaky, man. Just like your underwear this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to move on to my first topic. It has to do with board games, which we don't have a song for. Um, but I've been so I've been designing this board game for quite a long time now, and I'm actually getting to the point where super close to playtesting and I've I've got the text written out for over 150 cards and I'm just working on like the menial amount of art that I want to put together for the playtesting um and I think I can reveal the name of it now just to our loyal listeners so don't mm-hmm. don't spread this around board game geek guys 
Uh, but the name of this game is called Fearsome Critters, The Ballad of Flapjack Suede. Oh, that's taken. Oh, damn it. Yeah, the, actually, the new Agricola expansion just <laughs> came out, and that's what it's called. I checked the URL. Mm, yeah, see, it was only registered in the uh, Danish domain name, uh, well, it is an international copyright. Well, yeah, but the Swede is spelled with a dollar sign. It's the same as in this one. Damn it! That's an amazing coincidence. Ah, oh, fuck. All right. Uh, so anyway, I've been, I've been designing this game, so I obviously have board game design on the brain. It's kind of something that I'm thinking about at every waking moment. Nice. Um, and, you know, for this game, I'm not going to give too much away, but basically I was taking mechanics that I really liked from other games and kind of figuring out how I could incorporate those into kind of a new experience. And with that, Jesse, you know, we've done a lot on this podcast. We've done, uh, we've created our own personal records theme park. We've done a lot of uh, other things. We made uh, whatever. We, we were, a, were an imaginative bunch, Blaze of Glory. So uh, <laughs> The board game. The board game. The collectible card game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jesse, I want to build tonight the uh, personal arrogance board game. Interesting. Going to put our money more about this. Also, all, always so great to get listener feedback that's like, I don't like comic books. I don't like games. I don't like beer. But for some reason, I listen to your podcast. I actually take that as the ultimate compliment. It is. It's the greatest compliment ever. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess I guess we're going to kind of break it down a little bit here. So I, first of all, we need to figure out what kind of board game this is going to be. The Personal Arrogance board game. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite mechanics in board games? My probably my favorite mechanic is worker placement. Go ahead and explain that a little bit. So that's like where you have um, it's kind of like the backbone of Agricola. You have a certain amount of guys that you control, say three or a lady. Let's be gender neutral here, right? And and then you place them on different places of on the board that allow you to do different things. So you're sending your worker and you're Placing them somewhere to take an action. Okay. And uh, and then basically, however they perform that action, you either get points or you get to you make get something. Resources you get or you get um, you know, you can play. You, like say you have a hand of cards, but you can only play them if you put your guy on the thing that says you know play a card. Right. And and you the thing about worker placement games is they usually win by victory points. Right. So is this game a victory point game? Um, I I think it should, since we have so much great music, I think it should be one of those soundtrack-driven oh, like games. It. Okay, so most soundtrack-driven games are co-op games. So are we moving toward a co-op, a worker placement game? Uh, you know, on one hand, we are, mm-hmm. uh, like, as a as a podcast working together to create something, but mm-hmm. no, screw it. Let's be competitive. Okay, good. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of good uh, competitive board game tropes out there. Of course, there's the victory point, victory condition game. There's also the area control game mm-hmm. where you, tr- like, risk, basically. You try to go out and get as much area as you can and then control that area. Right. Um, and then there's also just straight-up war games. Kill all the other dudes. Kill everything else. <laughs> uh, that's your battleship for, for the layman, right? Right. Just go ahead and go out there and kill all of your friends' stuff. You also have the the very ruthless e- economy game 
in which you try to squash the hopes and dreams of your opponents, much like Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, you could take these tropes from the very classic board games. Um, there's also dexterity, dexterity games, so that's basically your twister. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> there's mousetrap. I don't know what that is. That's just dumb. Those are rolling moves. That's rolling, roll and go. Roll and move is bullshit. Maybe our game should be roll and move. No, I think okay. we should be victory point, and you're trying to collect goofs. Okay, I like that, but I, I also love. I would also love if there was a trivia element to this. Okay, yeah, you can get bonus points for trivia for sure. Okay, so I think that. Uh, so first of all, we have to figure out what our trivia categories are. Classic tropes of trivia games is that they have categories. You have Cranium, you have Trivial Pursuit. There's so many games out there that have categories. So of course we got movies, we got video games, we got beer. So those are three. Mm-hmm. Um, we need science. three more. Science for sure. Uh, is it worse than a punch in the face? <laughs> That's a yes or no trivia y- game. Yes or no trivia question. <laughs> Which I love. And then you got wild card. There you go. Right? Because sometimes we're wild cards. Okay. So this is great. So we have a worker placement game, victory point, victory condition, with trivia involved. Um, now, there's also deck building. So what if there was a game that was like a deck building game, but you're deck building with trivia cards? <laughs> like you're trying to get the trivia cards... That you don't think other people can answer. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> this, this, this is, uh, what do you think your opponent doesn't know? Mm-hmm. So you're just loading it up with, um... Exactly. Whatever you think your opponent's weak at. But the only way that... But then the worker placement in this game is that you have different places. So let's just make it a map, because maps are cool as boards. So you have a cinema... You have packs. <laughs> you have uh, the theme park that could be the uh, that can be the uh, the miscellaneous. Uh, the brew pub. The brew pub, which is the, the beer. Science center. Yeah, the science center, the cl- the world's fair, if you will, the Tony the Stark Expo, and the Experience Music Project. <laughs> exactly. So you have to get your uh, you have to get your guys on these different places to get the different trivia cards, mm-hmm. and then you do a trivia round. I love it. I actually love this. It's actually really simple, like as a party game. Uh-huh. Maybe something you can play while listening to the Personal Arrogance podcast. You have a board that has these six different things. At the beginning of each turn, player one places a one of his arrogant guys on one of these. We have to have different you know, pawns. So, of course, it would be Eric Pawn, Jesse Pawn, probably Gino Pawn, and Aaron Pawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Roger Dotsie Pawn. Uh, Rocky Mountain Correspondent Pawn. <laughs> and uh, you could put these on the different areas, and then you grab a card from that area, and then you have to ask that question to one of the other people at the table. Mm. And whoever gets the most questions right at the end of however many rounds wins the game. This is so mean. <laughs> it's super mean. You're basically trying to corner people into answering questions that they don't want to answer. You suck at movie knowledge. Answer this. Yeah, Jesse, I'm just going movie all. I'm going Cineplex all day with you. Yeah, but see, I can block if I can become player one, then I can right. block it by uh, putting my worker on the Cineplex over and over. Exactly, and then to prevent me from having to answer it. <laughs> That's perfect. So you can play defense or you can play offense. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm liking this. It all starts off with a little tiny mat roll off. <laughs> Dude, this game is actually really simple, and I kind of love the elegance of it. Mm-hmm. As like a party game. It's, it's Worker like a, placement uh, party trivia game. Yeah, for nerds. <laughs> like it's it's competitive and like it's got the trivia element to it, uh, but then it's we'll the have s- Mark Griffin uh, create the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Basically, it's a real time game, and then you just go as long as the soundtrack goes. There needs to be like different phases that um, mm-hmm. shake it up. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So there's got to be like a lightning round mm-hmm. where. Um, Whoever's turn it is when the lightning round music comes on. Yeah. Like well, he has to answer like ten in a row or lose a point. Yeah, we we'll call that of his own choice. We we'll call that the Facebook roundup. Yeah. <laughs> Rapid fire questions. Yeah. Something like that. Do the Facebook roundup. Um oh god, I love the is it worse than a punch in the face category. <laughs> <laughs> those those questions are all certified by personal arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gotta be like um you oh, read that's the question, yeah. and then everyone Every, writes down yes or no. Yeah, everybody votes whether whether it's worse than a punch in the face or and not. You, yeah, and you try and guess what the rest of the group is going to vote. This is perfect. <laughs> this is so good. I kind of love this idea. In fact, that could be like its own standalone expansion. You can just play <laughs> is it worse than a punch in the face. Yeah. Is it worse than a punch in the face is like the easy, easy mode. Like if you just want a <laughs> simple... Yeah, party game. It's is it worse than a punch in the face? Like you could just print off a bunch of cards, like Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. I kind of love this whole thing. <laughs> I was just joking around at the beginning. Now I'm super serious about this. Super duper serious, Jesse. You and me have to keep this between us because I don't want this idea go- getting out. Yeah, definitely don't uh, broadcast it in Ireland. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Anything else on this? So victory points. So if we're going to have a victory point game, I don't know if it's victory points anymore. Well, it's, uh, it's based off of the total number of questions you get, right? Right. I mean, there's there also... There needs to be some sort of, like, goofometer. Mm-hmm. Where yep. it comes with, like, a wacky-looking doohickey that's powered by two AA batteries. That <laughs> it's got a microphone. It's like a laugh-o-meter. And if um, if you can tell a joke that makes it go off, yeah, like everyone at the table laughs and it sets off the laughometer, you get right. or the goofometer, you get a point. Yeah, tech, well, you could just do that. You don't need the goofometer. <laughs> like you could literally just be like, is if everybody, if if the majority of people laugh at a joke, then you get a point. The goofometer is guaranteed to break within the first <laughs> playing, anyway. So <laughs> everyone complains about it on Board Game Geek. Uh, yeah, exactly. Under the thread. Most worthless board game accessory. <laughs> Personal arrogance the board game. I love it, dude. This could be something. This could be something. Uh, God, I love it. All right. There you go. Well, let's move on, Jesse. What's your first topic? Okay, so um, I want to talk about sports. Diddly, diddly, diddly. Yeah, we don't have one, do we? Well, I've got one for Get Up My Running Back. Let me get this up. <laughs> How do you like that? Sports. Sports. So, um, the Wall Street Journal dropped a little bit of a bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, they have said that NFL league officials have considered selling the Thursday night package to non-traditional media partner, including online players like Netflix. 
Netflix, Inc. or Google Play. I love it. Who watches fucking NFL Network, dude? I think it's so stupid, and I don't need Thursday <laughs> Night Football to begin with. Yeah, I think Thursday Night Football in general is awful. It's bad for the teams. Right, like, it's bad for the teams. It's really bad for the players. I don't like that the Seahawks come off a win on Sunday, then have to wait three days, fly to Arizona, and play in the game tomorrow. Yeah. That ain't fun. It, <laughs> let's not forget, the this is a game. The players should be having fun out there. Exactly, guys. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And I guess. By the I, way, that's I, a slogan I, for the personal arrogance. <laughs> 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 no, it should be. It should be basically our what we told each other when we started doing this podcast three years ago. Right. When, when it, it stops, stops being fun, we stop doing it. <laughs> that's it. That's the personal arrogance board game slogan. That's awesome. Oh man. Anyway, uh, so yeah. Um, I guess a couple of players or a number of players have commented that they think that Thursday games are bad for the players because you're not up to 100% from the last game on Thursday. Right. It's BS. I mean, first, you could say that the Seahawks, okay, because the Seahawks are playing the Thursday night game on Thursday this week. Then they're playing the Monday night game next week. So they get more time off than anybody for the remainder but it's still b- ridiculous like football is an incredibly difficult sport you're basically in a fight for 60 minutes yeah. especially if you're an offensive lineman yeah. or a defensive lineman you're basically just punching dudes for 60 minutes crazy a- strong people too yeah you're you're punching freaks dude you're punching people <laughs> who are seven feet tall and getting constantly body slammed yeah 350 pounds can run a four eight forty. And can catch a ball, can jump over anybody. Like, they are, like, professional athletes are freaks, dude. It's crazy. Like, I don't understand how the NBA can find a bunch of people who are seven feet tall and can, like, move. I'm six foot four and I cannot move. Yeah, it is funny. I can maybe pick up a remote half the time. Yeah, like, um. On my first try. (laughs) Yeah. In general. Yeah, in general. Ever. Like, if I'm reaching for the remote, there's a 50% chance that I'm going to fumble it. Yeah. So, the <laughs> I think it was the Philadelphia Eagles played three games in 11 days to start the season. Because mm. they, uh, they did Monday, Sunday, Thursday. Jeez, and that's man. just an insane toll yes. to be asked <laughs> to it, undertake. It doesn't even itself out. But it doesn't seem like they're going to stop doing it. So if they are going to stop doing it, I get it off NFL Network. Yeah, dude, NFL Network sucks. Don't bury it in deep cable. But if you've noticed, one of the things that they do is that they also broadcast it on NFL.com. Oh, do they? Yeah. And I know this because I record Get Off My Running Back during the Thursday night game. <laughs> and if I accidentally click on NFL.com... While I'm recording that podcast, checking some stats, it'll like start playing the game. So yeah, they do. They play it. They play it on on NFL.com as well. So they're already like giving it away for free. Yes, they are. That's weird because yeah. uh, they, I guess, uh, from 2012 to 2013, NFL Network sales went up by 17 percent, mm-hmm. which they think is probably because of the Thursday night game. But it sounds like they're okay with offloading it, and I'd yeah. be really interested if it was on Netflix. It'd be interesting because I think it would be the first streaming Netflix. Yeah, live streaming Netflix. Yeah. Um, I could honestly see something more along the lines of Xbox Live because they've already 
done live streaming sports with their ESPN um, app on there. Uh, but yeah, but you're cutting out a huge segment of potential viewers there. That's true. I mean, Netflix is literally everybody. <laughs> no one's going to buy an Xbox to watch football, to watch a Thursday night football game. That's true. Yeah, and if you have it on Netflix, you can watch it through your Xbox if you really want. Yeah, exactly. Dude, but that is a big deal. I mean, I mean I'm not getting an Xbox One, but one of the only things that I loved about the Xbox One during rollout was their um NFL live stats for your fantasy team. Basically, you can insert your fantasy team and then get live updates while you're watching the game, which is pretty cool. super sweet. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm excited about this. I mean, it's like you just got to ask yourself, when are we going to bite the bullet and just go straight online for for television? I think it's going to be a while. I think they're going to hold on as long as possible. Well, the thing – like, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Bald Move Network, you like Breaking Bad, you like, uh, you like Mad Men. Those are two of the – Big shows, uh, Walking Dead as well. These are all shows that you can buy the episodes after they air on Amazon the next day. So, like, I don't have AMC because I don't pay for cable, for cable television. Uh, but I can watch Mad Men and keep up with it. Right. Because I can just – I buy the episodes the day after. They're $1.99 a piece. So, over a 13-episode season, I'm spending $26 on Mad Men, stretching over four or five months – and that's still a way huge shit done cheaper than paying for cable. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, cable being like $100 a month. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, you know, I already want to move to this model. I, the only thing is like I wish I had ESPN so badly. <laughs> it's like it's my crack, dude. Like if I ever stay in a hotel room, I just sit there and watch ESPN for like hours on end. <laughs> yeah, that's a cartoon network for me. Yeah, it's Specifically like Adult Swim. I will literally watch the same episode of Sports Center three times in a row. That is weird. Why? Because <laughs> do you really need to ask that? Sometimes you want to watch the highlights again. That is weird. It is weird. It's really weird. And that's the thing. It's like it's crack, and it's crack in the same way that that uh, you know the internet is crack. Because I could easily spend three hours just pr- the other like last night I watched twenty minutes of a documentary on juggalos <laughs> because I went down some rabbit hole yeah. on the internet. Is it American Juggalo? Yeah, I watched like the first twenty minutes, and I got so depressed for humanity oh. that I had to stop watching. Well. Whatever. At least they're not violent. That's it, yeah. <laughs> At least they're not violent there. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure if you could say they're not violent in general. I think jugglers are actually pretty not violent people. Well, they seem very chill, honestly. But at the same time, I was just kind of sad. It just made me sad. It made me a sad guy. Like this guy was spray painting his face with actual spray paint. Well, I mean. You got to do what you got to do when you're a juggalo brother. <laughs> Dark Carnival doesn't roll around just for anybody. You got to prove your loyalty. <laughs> All right. Any, what, are, what are we talking about? Uh, Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football. Your thoughts, Jesse? Uh, yeah. I I would love if it was Netflix, but I already have. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't know if people would buy Netflix for it. People already have Netflix, dude. Netflix already accounts for 30% of internet traffic. What? Did you know that? No. 30% of 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 uh, of 
internet traffic during primetime hours is dedicated to Netflix. In the world? In America. 30% of all internet in America. Yes, during primetime is dedicated to Netflix. It does, it does take quite a bit of bandwidth to get those... You know, to get the show streaming to everybody, and that's that's part of it. But the other part of it is that everybody just watches Netflix. Like, like we had this question last week. Like, what are you guys what, what are you guys watching this this year uh, this new season on TV? It's like, who watches TV, man? <laughs> like live TV. I've tried. I have tried. I have my one guilty pleasure, and I don't know if I should reveal that on this show. All right, I'm going to reveal it. It's don't the voice. Out. It's the voice. I watch The Voice, man. CeeLo yeah. Green is my god. He's my he's my Buddha, and I love him. Yeah, he looks like a Buddha. He he does. He looks like a Buddha. He is a Buddha. Like Lydia and I like to have conversations, like we are CeeLo Green. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I like, think you've uh, you've you've indulged us a little too much in this. Jesse, I'm going to keep going. They so we had this. We have this whole plot line where CeeLo Green likes to ride donkeys because he can't ride. Horses because he's too small. He's a small guy. So we well, had this. We had this. Right. I, we had this idea that CeeLo Green, uh, uh, you know, rents the donkeys from the Grand Canyon and rides them around his giant property somewhere with a cockatiel on his shoulder. And then we have this conversation in the CeeLo voice. So it's like, it's like, it's a, I, I rented some. Do- I rented some donkeys from the. <laughs> <laughs> From the Grand Canyon, it's a grace of God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have gone too far now. And uh, this is a uh, our first installment of <laughs> weird things married couples do that probably they should not talk about. I feel bad about talking about this now, but I love CeeLo Green. And <laughs> well, God, that's good. And Christina Aguilera, she took a season off. She looks like a million bucks, guys. Okay, we're done talking about the voice. All right. I'm just saying. Well, if if Netflix is so successful, um. And they do still have a little amends to make after the whole Quickster debacle. Why? Because they looked like a bunch of assholes when they did that. They did, but they're... New Netflix, like... They brought back Arrested Development. Like, yeah, fine. What, what are you going to do? I'm just saying pick up Thursday Night Football as a feather in your cap. Yeah. I think that Netflix really wants to be the next HBO. And... Yep. If they can get, if they can grab a deal to get the NFL, which is a one of the hottest tickets in television, the the every year the Super Bowl is the highest viewed thing ever in the history of humanity. Because, well, actually, it was only a couple of years ago that they beat the Mash finale. That's true, but now every single year the Super Bowl beats the previous Super Bowl <laughs> in terms of eyes on something. Like the NFL is the number one television show in right. the but world. Thursday night football does suck. It does suck. They always have terrible teams. I mean, the Seahawks are playing tomorrow night. Go, go Hawks. But if they can turn that, because now that uh, Monday Night Football is exclusive to cable viewers, Sunday Night Football's kind of taken that role. But if now if I can watch you know, Netflix, if they can figure out a cool way to present Thursday Night Football uh, in a streaming way online, maybe, like I said, in, inserting your fantasy players and, and keeping track of your stats as that goes on, like, I mean, Netflix, they want to be the next HBO, They and, and I think they have the opportunity to do that. They've got yeah, the shows. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Are you aware of Google Play? I've never heard of this. Google Play. It's, uh, it's something that lets you stream from 
your computer onto your television. It's like uh, a little device that plugs into your TV. Oh, Pretty it's a sure. dongle. Pretty sure it's a dongle. Okay. Well, put it on the dongle, wrap it up, and let's move on to trivia. Let's do it, buddy. All right, we're doing Trivia Pursuit. Uh, we're going to do Genus 1 once again. The only genus worth doing um, from 1981. I'm going to roll a six-sided dice, see which category we do this week. It's a four, baby. Believe that's science and nature. Nope. It's arts and literature. I'm going to go ahead and re-roll that. <laughs> four again. Four again. Wow, this is, a, this is a good cast. All right, three. History, Jesse. This is your strong suit. I like to remind everybody that Jesse <laughs> has a hell. bachelor's degree in history. You can go to hell right now. All right, Jesse. This question is for you. Who served the longest jail term as a result of Watergate? Um, God, I don't, I, I don't know. Definitely not Richard Nixon. I'm going to go with Dick Nixon. G. Gordon Liddy, baby. Oh. Classic. Yeah, uh, Nixon was pardoned, I think, by his successor. By Gerald Ford? Yeah. The accidental president? <laughs> uh, is that an uh, Olympic high school uh, local band goof? It is, but he also was an accidental president. All of the members yeah. of the accidental presidents, which was a band at our high school, were named after, had names that corresponded to accidental presidents, and Gerald Ford was one of those. Because he wasn't even the vice president. Spiro Agnew was the vice president. Yep. Gerald the Ford. Most delicious sounding. Oh, man. Spiro yeah. Agnew. Doesn't that sound like a delicious Italian dish? Yeah, doesn't it? It's, it's another callback to Bremerton and Spiro's Italian <laughs> restaurants. <laughs> Spiro's Pizza. Anyway, the listeners in Dublin will sure love this <laughs> Bremerton, Washington humor. <laughs> exactly. All right, this one's for me. Who is known as the Apostle of Ireland? Very topical. I'm going to go with St. Patrick. I'm going to go with um, Dr. Belfast. It's St. Patrick. You get the snakes out, you're the fucking apostle. <laughs> get those snakes off my island. Somebody the get these mo- the- motherfucking snakes <laughs> <laughs> off my motherfucking island. Uh, oh, man. Snakes, snakes on, on an ire. <laughs> there you go. All right. Jesse, this one's for you. Who is America's first public enemy number one? Um... Al Capone, I think. Yeah, I think it is Al Capone. I'm going to go with uh, Roddy White. John Dillinger. Oh, I knew that. Roddy White down with a hamstring injury. I think we can the put Falcons. that one in the what have we learned file. I think so, too. Dillinger, right? Is, is that who the gun's named after? No, it's Derringer. That's Derringer. All right, this one's for me. Um, what New Hampshire Hamlet... What is a Hamlet? What New Hampshire Hamlet rises early to vote first in the U.S. presidential elections? <laughs> what? Remember when I said I didn't go to government? Just pretend I didn't. What Hamlet? It means a small town. Okay. Okay. It's uh, definitely Montpelier. That's in Vermont. I've screwed up. I don't know any town in New Hampshire. This is What's New the Hampshire capital of New is Hampshire? like Delaware. What's I know that I know what the capital of Delaware is. I don't know what the capital of New Hampshire is. New Hampshire is, uh, fuck. Do you even know? Do you know Montpelier? I have no idea. <laughs> Did I Montpelier, Vermont? Uh, anyway, I'll, uh, I'll concede. Oh, it's Dixville Notch, baby. 
You know, that does sound familiar. It is familiar. Dick's Phil Notch. He's also the sidekick in Blaze of Glory 2. <laughs> he also invented Minecraft. The return of Dick's Phil Notch. Oh, yeah, good one. All right, well... <laughs> uh, so I went everything. That scored a zero on the goofometer. Yep, that one didn't even register. Uh, all right, well I I won everything this week, which means uh, the next topic is mine. I'm going to talk about a little movie I saw this last weekend. It's called Gravity. Oh. Oh, okay. and, I, and we have a we have a theme song for this. Here's our movie theme song. <laughs> Do you know what Nemesis means? Gravity. Before you go on. Yep. I'm going to watch it this weekend. Oh, shit. So you don't want spoilers. I want zero spoilers. Zero spoilers. I don't even want to know um, the main character's name. Oh, man. I don't want want you to do what the Thai restaurant does to me. Okay. When I go in and they ask on a scale of one to five how much spiciness you want, (laughs) and I say one... (laughs) And then I get home, and I'm like, this is so fucking spicy! <laughs> yeah, you should have tried five, brother. <laughs> well, I'm, and saying, they- I'm, asking for, I'm asking for a one on the scale of one to five on the spoilometer. All right, well. So I don't want you to pull a Thai restaurant and give me a super spoiled uh, meal. Are you So you're going to see this movie this weekend? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Okay. It's, it's date night, Saturday night, planned in the books. All right. Grandma's watching Baby. <laughs> Grandma's That's watching. how serious it is. All right. Well, in that case, I will not spoil it for you. I will just say, Jesse, that this is my favorite movie of the year, probably my favorite movie of the last two years. Oh, my goodness. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. And you know what? I'm not going to spoil it. If you're going to talk about it this, if you're going to watch it this weekend, we can both talk about it next week. And there are definitely some metaphorical things that I want to hit with you next week. So uh, you better watch it, and and we're gonna we're gonna take a rain trip check on this topic, and we're gonna do it right next week. Okay? Wow, that's called a tease. That's called a teaser, and that also means that I'm out of topic. So what's your seco topo? Okay. Um. Well, Eric, I want to do a little segment, a new segment. Mm-hmm. That I call Reddit on Wikipedia? Tusked whales, narwhals, the unicorns of the sea. Extra, extra, Reddit on... Wikipedia. Reddit on... Wikipedia. And that's the way it is. Go for it. Flawless. Thank you. So, um... <laughs> basically, yesterday while I was sitting around at home... Uh-huh. Um... I had a lot of free time, and I found myself just browsing Reddit. Right. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm getting no content out of this. I'm getting really tired of Reddit, dude. I'm I'm at the point where I'm just, like, reading uh, homemade uh, webcomics about Pokemon. And I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, I don't want to participate in the community because I know I'll get my feelings hurt just like I always do. That's the thing. Like, I tried to... What did I try to post? I was like, uh, I'm just going to try to post something that I think is fun. And then I immediately got downvoted to Oblivion. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, there's a lot of haterade going on. Tons of haterade. It's like, it's like, it's like a team just won the Super Bowl. 
and they only have Haterade left because they used all their Gatorade, and that's what they're going to pour on their coach. That's what I feel like when I browse Reddit. I yeah. feel like I'm getting a cooler full of Haterade poured on me. <laughs> exactly. So I made a conscious choice Okay. to get off Reddit and go on Wikipedia. I'm like, I'm going to freaking learn something. Wicked. Wiki it. Wicked, wicked. Yeah. So, um... I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> that should be the new segment. I don't know if anyone's going to enjoy this. That should be the that should be the sixth category of the trivia game. Yeah, no, that's the second tagline after yeah. when we stop. Uh, we stop doing it, right? Um, but I think Hot Babe J will at least. Mm-hmm. So I want this segment to be something interesting that I learned on uh, browsing Wikipedia. Okay. So I want to ask you a question, Eric. Okay. It's a trivia question, since you're so good at it and winning everything this week. Do it. What city... Um, I'll give you a, a hint. It's a European city. Dublin, Ireland. <laughs> was the victim of the longest siege of a capital city okay. in the history of modern warfare. In the history of modern warfare. What what qualifies as modern warfare? Uh, we'll go back to World War One. Okay, history of modern warfare, biggest siege on a capital city. So longest in longest. terms of duration. I'm going to go with Paris? Uh, good answer, but incorrect. Okay. It would be Sarajevo. Oh, Sarajevo. So I realized something yesterday. I don't know dick about the Bosnian War. Yeah. So which and, country is Sarajevo in now? Um, I... Do believe it is in Bosnia now? Although it might be like its own Bosnia Herzegovina. Well, I think uh, recently, like Sarajevo became its own protectorate. Let's let's look it up. Let's, yeah, let's Wikipedia let's, this. Let's bypass the uh, official website. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Sarajevo. It looks like its own. It's like its own protectorate. Just looking at there's 125 hotels in Sarajevo. If you want Eric? to book a hotel. It's the capital and largest city of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wikipedia. So, yeah, I, I wanted to learn a little bit about this because I was like, what the hell was that all about anyway? Yeah. I really only knew um, what I learned from that movie, Wag the Dog, which I watched right? when I was like 13. And, and that wasn't even on. about Sarajevo. It wasn't even about Bosnia. I mean, it was yeah, about it was Bosnia, like, but it wasn't of- about Bosnia. Right. So um, this is Clinton's war, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like the the siege of Sarajevo is kind of like something you can base your knowledge of mm-hmm. this war around. So after like um, Bosnia and Herzegovina declared independence mm-hmm. from Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. the Bosnian Serbs um, wanted to create a new state called Republika Srpska. Spell that for me. Uh, S-R-P-S-K-A. Okay. So they can go ahead and buy a vowel, am I right? <laughs> you just got sajacked. You got sajacked. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, basically they wanted to include parts of Bosnian territory, and, uh, they encircled Sarajevo with a force of 13,000 people. Okay. So the crazy thing about this story is that this was 1992 to 1996. Okay. Friends was on TV while this was happening. Yeah. 
Um, that, that's what makes it feel super modern to me. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure Friends was on TV in 92? 94, so... Uh, I for don't the first, know. Seinfeld for, was definitely on TV. For the first two years of Friends... Okay. A major European capital city was besieged. Uh, are you sure? I just gotta. I just gotta double check this. Look it up. Because I know that Seinfeld was on in '92, but I like I was seven years old. Oh, you're saying '94? Yeah. So yeah, so you're right. Friends series '94 to 2004. Yeah. So while people are um, Joey well. Ross and Rachel at the Central Park. How you doing? Uh, yeah, exactly. And laughing at that. Um, mm-hmm. a, a European city is under siege. Yeah. And so, um, Sarajevo sustained 329 shell impacts per day on average. Jeez. With a maximum of 3,777 on the 22nd of July, 1993. So I got a little story. Okay. Let's lighten the air a little bit. Yeah. Because we are talking about war, which is weird. I feel sad. The moral of this story is war sucks. Yep. By the way. So, on uh, May 27th, 1995... The Serb soldiers posing as French troops captured two UN observation posts um, at a bridge. They wore French uniforms, flak jackets, and helmets, were armed with French weapons, and drew a French armored personnel character, all stolen from UN troops outside the city. And they disarmed 12 peacekeepers at gunpoint. Okay. I think they should make a movie about these guys. Yeah, it's like the Captain Phillips of uh, Bosnia. <laughs> exactly. That's the tagline. <laughs> Well, tagline central here. <laughs> but I don't know, man. This whole thing is crazy. It's so um, crazy. Like this is this is the interesting thing about this is like, and then you know, eventually U.S. intervention occurred. My uncle actually mm-hmm. went and went to Bosnia during this time. Really? Yeah, he was uh, in the part of Operation Deliberate Force. Yeah, he was, which is a good operation name. That's actually a really good operation name. It's not like overly patriotic. It's yeah, like, this it's, is actually what we're going to do. Yeah, I think it's like, um, because it was a UN effort, mm. it couldn't be like Soaring Eagle. <laughs> I always like Shock and Awe. Shock and Awe. Desert Storm, was that? Desert Storm Desert I Storm. like. Desert Storm's a classic, classic operation name. Uh, no, operation but yeah, my, World War II. my uncle went down there for, for this, because he was in the military, he was in the army in, in Germany at the time. Um, not German army, but he was at an American military base in Germany. Anyway, uh, but like, this is really interesting because, you know, this is seen as Clinton's war, right? This was like the biggest thing that Clinton got into militarily during his presidency. Right. And it's very eerily, eerily similar to what's happening in Syria right now. Yeah, it's very Syria- Style. And I think we could talk about this without – I mean, we're talking about this from a historical perspective, not from any political perspective. Right. Um, but well, it's a civil war yeah. that um, became a very long-term thing and a lot of uh, civilians were suffering. Exactly. More crimes were committed and eventually the international community decided whether or not to step in. Yeah. And- which is what's happening right now in Syria. It's the international community, but it's basically we got Russia to take care of it. I mean, that's that was. I mean, that was basically it, right? I mean, it's that uh, now Russia's in charge of making sure that Syria plays by the rules when they're killing their own people. Mm, okay, I thought you meant uh, the 
Bosnian situation. No, I'm talking about Syria. Gotcha, yeah. You know, you can kill your own people with bombs. That's okay. Yeah. But as, as soon long as you play fairsies. As long as you're killing babies with bombs, I'd have no problem with it. As soon as you put some chemicals in those bombs, I am super mad. <laughs> it is weird. It's super weird. It, war is fucking hell. Like, it's 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 a le- it's the legitimate... <laughs> it's like, that is the phrase that mostly encapsulates war. Yeah, it really is. And, um... It's like in know, war... I don't know, like... I, I hate to be on, like, anti-video game everything, yeah. but I think people do get desensitized by, like, your Call of Duty, where it's just like, yeah, blow it up, it's so cool, crack, 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 crack. Well, I think that there's that, and then there's also, we're desensitized by media in general. Right. <laughs> it's like, there's, like, there's some statistic that, like, on average, there are 60 wars happening on the planet every year. Mm. So... I mean, it's just it's just a soundbite on the news, and then right. like you know, and then like here's an uplifting story from a hospital in Albuquerque, yeah, where a high school teacher has you know defeated lung cancer mm-hmm. miraculously. By the help of its kitten uh, Bernard. <laughs> I think that you're missing my obvious Breaking Bad reference. I am up to season three now. Oh yeah, um, that's now right over my bald head. Eddie. <laughs> Anyway, I we could talk about it. But the interesting thing about this, like, if you were going to go send intervention in the 90s, and, you know, Clinton had his own, he had two government shutdowns in the 90s, um, there wasn't a lot of, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of resistance to that. If you're doing that now, after Afghanistan, after Iraq, uh, any military intervention in any circumstance is seen as a major uh political opportunity for a lot of people and then also uh, very unpopular with the public which i think is really interesting anyway that's yeah. a historical perspective i don't know if that's where you wanted to go with this but no i didn't know where i wanted to go with it okay um, i probably won't bring this up as a topic again because it's not very entertaining but i think it's interesting though i mean like you said like you are a you you have a keen sense of history especially if you're looking at world war ii and you've right. studied this stuff for a long time. This is something that really interests you. And the reason why you study history, you know, the classic trope is that you study history so that you don't repeat it. But at the same time, you want to look at trends and and uh, events over time and how they connect with each other. And, you know, that's that's yeah. an inter- extremely interesting topic, at least to me. Sarajevo, quietly one of the most interesting cities in Europe mm-hmm. in terms of world events. Because mm-hmm. of of course, it got the assassination of the Archduke Francis Ferdinand. Right, starting World War One. Yeah, and then you have this uh, this crazy siege, the the longest siege in modern military history. Yeah, I mean, not, not I would love to go to Sarajevo. Yeah, not to mention a beautiful part of the world. Like I think you still have time to cancel your trip to Hawaii. <laughs> Sarajevo in December is just magnifique. Right. But this is like, you know, everybody talks about how beautiful Italy is, and Italy is a very, very beautiful part of the world. I mean, there's a reason why people love to go there, especially on vacation. But you go right across the boot, like, that's what that's the, that's the part of the world that we're talking about here. Right. Like, you're talking about Bosnia-Herzegovina, you're talking about Montenegro. Like, there is a whole, I watched a Rick Steve special on this, and like, this is a beautiful part, you know, Mediterranean part of the world. On par, scenery-wise, with with Italy, with Greece, 
with Sicily, like this classic Mediterranean, Eastern Mediterranean, beautiful part of the world. Like, uh, it's, it, it, I think that this is kind of a forgotten corner. Right. And it was colonized by um, the Ottomans for a long time. So you have yeah. a, a large Middle Eastern influence. Exactly. Yeah. This is shake things up. This is where the Middle East meets Europe. Yeah, in a lot really. of ways. I mean, Turkey is kind of the focal point of that, but this is kind of the, the areas where I'm there. Anyway. So, yeah, moving on. I'm just on a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a self-improvement campaign to mm-hmm. stay off of the Reddit and get on the Wikipedia and start learning some stuff. I love this idea, dude. So, if anyone has any suggestions of, like, kind of understated historical things that I could... yeah read up on i started reading up on the indonesian invasion of east timor uh-huh. that's not so too Jeez, well you were kind of on a war kick i am kind of on a war kick i was also reading up on uh the Austri- uh, the ottoman siege of venice in like the 1400s is this possibly where you got your halloween costume idea from <laughs> yeah why don't you talk a little bit about that well there's this guy called um uh, Suleiman the Magnificent? Yeah, Suleiman. The classic and, Suleiman. Yeah, he was a emperor of the Ottoman Empire. Right. And uh, in the in the Middle East, he's known as Suleiman the Lawmaker because he like reformed their legal system and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, I took a look at him. I was like, I think this is a historical doppelganger. <laughs> it totally is a historical doppelganger. Same mustache. Yeah. Exactly the same mustache. Also a redhead. Redhead. Ginger. Thin necked. Big hat. There you go. <laughs> wasn't yeah. that wasn't that also a classic? You know, being speaking from a historical perspective, wasn't the red head? There's there's a lot of theories that attribute that to the Huns. Yeah, I guess Genghis Khan has been described as having red hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? It's too far back to know. It's too. There's no way to know. <laughs> there's no way to know. One one very fun game that I've heard about and I've actually played on Wikipedia. Is that you get you start on a page and then you mm-hmm. get another topic, and you have to get to that topic by only clicking links on Wikipedia pages. Yeah, I've heard like six degrees to human sexuality. Well, there you go. Where you do like a random one, and then within six clicks, you should be able to get to human sexuality. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. <laughs> well, maybe we should try six clicks to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Or just bacon. Or just bacon in general. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to uh, our, our Facebook roundup. But before we do, we've got to talk a little bit about the Ball Move Network. I uh, want to thank everybody for being a part of the uh, Breaking uh, – not the Breaking Good, but the Watching Dead Kickstarter campaign, uh, especially everybody personally who bought um, at the $35 level or above and got the shirt that I designed. I'm very excited about that. There was the Fiesta de Lori shirt. Um, that was designed by yours truly, and I'm, and apparently the Heisenbony shirts that I also designed have been shipped out. So everybody who got those shirts, I really appreciate it, and I it always makes me happy to think that people are wearing a shirt that I designed somewhere in the yeah, world. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of people wearing shirts you've designed walking around. There's at least five thousand Mariners shirts that I designed that are rambling around town. So right, uh, probably most at Value Village, but who knows. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's there. I want to thank everybody who was a part of that Kickstarter campaign. Also, yeah, like we said, walk, uh, Watching Dead is now up. There's the first episode and two instant casts up on baldmove.com. Be sure to follow that if you love uh, Walking Dead. That is the only thing you need to listen to. Of course, we have uh, The Because Show, The Great Ladies Down in L.A., 
Um, we have uh, up here is downstairs the great Edwardian television uh, podcast. We have Get Off My Running Back, which is my weekly football podcast. Next episode is going to feature Aaron. He's back, and I'm going to talk about the Bengals because I can't hear about the Colts anymore from him, honestly. Uh, and of course, we're on there, <laughs> Personal Arrogance. So check out baldnoob.com. Also, please get in touch with us here at Personal Arrogance. You can by writing us an email at personalarrogance@gmail.com. Uh, giving us a call, leaving us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. We're also on Twitter at Personal Podcast, and we are on the Bald Move Facebook page and our own personal Facebook page, the Personal Arrogance Podcast. Find us on Facebook and follow us there. All right, Jesse, let's do a Facebook roundup. Speaking of Facebook. Let us. Each week we post on Facebook and say, uh, hey, we're recording tonight. Want us to talk about anything? And uh, you guys tell us, and we talk about it now. Sam Golmahamadi, another guy from across the pond, says, Hey, guys, so two weeks ago you are talking about the Reaper Kickstarter, and as a fan of such, I saw uh, this other Kickstarter for Dark Lords First Edition. Wanted to know what you think. This is a miniatures game, but it's also a tabletop game. Jesse, what are the uh, – you've talked about this a little bit before because you've played Warhammer – uh, from right. a tabletop perspective, what is I, I still don't get it. Like, what is the appeal of these tabletop mini games? Like, from a gameplay um, perspective, because I know I love painting miniatures, but what is the appeal from the gameplay perspective? Just tactics. Yeah. Like getting your guys in the right position to be able to do something good and avoiding opponent strengths, and you know. So it's basically like straight a tactical up, battle. It's like in the movies when you see, you know, like. The guys with the map and all the little guys, and they're pushing them around with a stick. It's well, basically that, that, but in a game is form. Strategy. Okay. It's more like, um, like in Lord of the Rings, and there's a big battle, and you have like the archers over here, and the cavalry over there, and you know, pikemen here, and you're going to move this unit there, and this move it there to hit them at this point, and then form your horses up into a wedge and try and divide them, and then send in your uh, reserves to entangle them and then focus on their <laughs> catapults or whatever that kind of thing it sounds cool i'm just a little skeptical of the practice well it's uh it's a very involved hobby yeah well regardless um if you're into that stuff Darklands first edition check it out on kickstarter michael merriman says uh if you could only listen to one album for the rest of rest of your life what would it be do you have an answer for this jesse uh, the Bill Cosby comedy album. Hello. How long can you tread water? Um, I, I'm going to say Death Cab for Cutie Transatlanticism. I think it's an easy answer for me. It's my favorite band, my favorite album from my favorite band. The there you end. Go, easy answer. Uh, Chris Baker, government shutdown update. Apparently government shutdown's over. Is so, it? I hadn't heard this. Yeah, Senate reached a deal today. House just voted on it. Obama signing it. Uh, debt ceiling avoided. So, it was a fun two weeks for The Daily Show. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I think that I the, just, the yeah, slogan, I, the tagline for this is, fuck this noise. I think that we talked about that. Basically, yeah, government uh, shut down, fuck that noise. I just feel like uh, the three-year-old has stopped having the tantrum <laughs> and now wants me to feel, uh, you know, yeah. congratulate it. Guess what, guys? We did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good job doing nothing. Great job if doing nothing. If this were the real world, none of you would have jobs on Monday. Really, you did the nothing out. Of, you, you did the hell out of doing nothing. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Rob Zip says Brewdogs visiting Seattle. Brewdogs, the, the, the reality TV show featuring Brewers, and not the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, but uh, I wonder what brewery they're visiting. I wonder how many home brewers are on the Milwaukee Brewers. That's a good question. I know that uh, I know that Ryan Braun has some time. Baseball humor. That one did not win the goof token. Goofometer is uh, yeah. steady. Josh Ego says, favorite car from TV slash movies. Good question. Jesse, do you have one in mind? Hmm, why don't you answer? I'll think about it. Uh, I think it's got to be DeLorean just because it's my favorite uh, trilogy of all time. It's Back to the Future trilogy. Um, so DeLorean is definitely there. I love the Tumblr from, you know, Batman Begins. I also love the, what is it called? I can't remember the name of it, but the car that was the float at the end of Animal House. <laughs> I love that car. Um, I, I like love the Sandcrawler. Sandcrawler is great. From the Jawas? Yeah. I don't know if that's a car, though. It's more of a moving apartment complex. <laughs> more, yeah, it really is. I also like the taxi from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I like the Death Star. It's like a car <laughs> in space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, there is a sand speeder. I think that's technically a car. Yeah, the sand right. speeder's stupid, though. It is. I'm more of a snow speeder guy. Totally. Call me crazy. Uh, Kyle says, who are you rooting for in baseball? You should switch to the Tigers since they beat the A's and they do have Doug Fister. Okay, here's the deal with baseball, guys. Last four to the final four of baseball is the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, and the Tigers. I could not care any less about these teams. It's like, why don't you just put every team that's dominated the last decade into the playoffs and then guess who I'm going to root for? Nobody. Wouldn't the Yankees be in there? I hate that. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, if the Yankees were still in, I'd be rooting for the Yankees just for the Ichiro factor. But the fact of the matter is, like, the great teams are gone. The Pirates are gone. The A's are gone. The Rays are gone. Any of these teams that I like rooting for are gone. I, have, I don't have any love for the playoffs anymore. I can't even get excited about it. I just want next season to start. Jesse, your thoughts on baseball. And John Dominic. <laughs> John Dominic says, by the way, JR from Philly, I'm excited to get uh, the, that beer in the mail. Jesse, he still needs your address doing some housekeeping. I just, I just sent it over to him. Okay, he says, Jonathan Drozd uh, was excited that he got new windows installed in his house. Dude. <laughs> uh, sounds, like a sign, sounds like a sign we're getting old. What benchmarks have you hit that you are getting old? Jesse? Yeah, I'm I'm hitting those benchmarks every day uh -huh. when it's things like me having serious conversations about like what kind of pillow I sleep on and how right. it affects my jaw. <laughs> I, I think first of all, pain. Like I'm starting to get little aches and pains. <laughs> At, like um, for my last uh, last Christmas or was it my birthday? My mother-in-law bought me a uh, a shop vac. I was like, this is the best <laughs> present I've ever gotten. <laughs> Yeah, that was my birthday this year. I I got you know I got a few presents, but very few presents. Like, but the, like the thing that I loved about my birthday this year is I got to go out and eat a really good meal at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, totally. When like just going out is like a super luxury yeah. instead of feeling boring, or like when you start wishing that you're gonna get socks and sweaters for Christmas. <laughs> well, also like I had. Uh... You know, I had, uh, like, this, this vacation coming up. I'm really excited to go on a vacation where I don't have to do anything. 
but lay on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that right. was totally me. I was like, I'm going to read the hell out of Game of Thrones, and that's it. <laughs> and then I have uh, – and then also I, I was reading this thing. It's like, you know you're in your late 20s when – and one of the one that I really loved that stuck with me was like you can't get that worked up about Miley Cyrus, like I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, you just <laughs> stop caring. Like, yeah, when you start saying things like "Well, boys will be boys" or "Kids these days," <laughs> kids these days. It, like Miley, like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand that music. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to listen to Hawaiian slack key guitar. <laughs> That's all I want to listen to. Uh, so Drink many a things. Mai Tai and do nothing. So many things. Robert says, Some TV, Sleepy, Hol- Sleepy Hollow is crazy and silly but fun. Arrow is a great superhero, guilty pleasure, and New Walking Dead was great. Uh, I Sleepy Hollow is actually something that kind of appeals to me because I like that era of history. I like George Washington. Uh, what was his name? Carver. What, is, that, is that the right guy, though? He cut his head off. That's not George Washington Carver, was <laughs> no. it? George Washington Carver invented peanuts. Yeah, he ended, he invented peanut butter. What am I? Washington Irving. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that whole era. I love Ichabod Crane. Um, but I don't know. I might check it out on Hulu. The only thing I watch on TV is The Family Feud before I mm-hmm. go to work. Yep. And um, NFL football. Basically. This is the voice. Oh yeah. Team Blake, bros. Okay. What, and then, what does uh, CeeLo Green have to say about getting old, Eric? You know, getting old, it's always, it's like a fine wine. Like, you're just gonna, you just gotta drink it up, and then you gotta smell it. And then it's gonna smell good, because it smells like old people. This Very is the insightful, th- CeeLo. I can't, I can't do it. It's funny when I do it with my wife, and that's another side of getting old. Things yeah. <laughs> that are only funny when you do them with your wife. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> Anthony just got to slid this one here. State mottos. Jesse, I'm going to give you a state. Give me the motto. Oh, my God. This is, this is not a trivia question. You're going to have to come up with the motto. Okay. Okay. Finally, South Dakota. Um, the do we have a mountain with faces on it state? Mm-hmm. Do we? Come here and find yeah, out. Question mark. Come here and find out. You got a, you got a state for me? Oh, uh, let's go with... Well, let's do New Hampshire. New Hampshire. I can't name a city here. <laughs> New Hampshire. We dare you to name a city. <laughs> Is that the live for your die hard? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the name of a movie. <laughs> God damn it, New Hampshire. New Hampshire, better than old Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. Fuck Old Hampshire. <laughs> By the way, where's Old Hampshire? <laughs> All right, Jesse, what's your first reco? Well, um, I only have one. Okay. Because I forgot about this. But if you want to look at some disturbingly beautiful pictures uh-huh. on Who the does internet, it? Look, up, look up Sarajevo Rose. What's that? It's, um, so in Sarajevo... This episode is brought to you by the Sarajevo Tourism Council. Yep. Um, basically where, like, mortars went off and exploded the street. Uh-huh. If someone was killed when the when the mortar hit, they filled it in with these with red resin. Uh-huh. And it looks like a floral pattern just because of, like, the nature of the explosion. And it's, like, eerily, creepily beautiful. Jeez, that's weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Sarajevo. 
Dude, you know... I want to see where Archduke Franz Ferdinand got killed. <laughs> I want to see where all these Sarajevo roses are. And I want to drink some uh, Bosnian Herzegovinian beer. You... You know, Reddit might be depressing. Just because <laughs> from, like, your a humanity perspective. But Wikipedia is depressing from, like, a humanity perspective. See, reading about history doesn't depress me. It just makes me feel grateful that I live... I know, the life right? That I live. Yeah, you know, guys, they're going to shut down the government. We can't go to the monuments. Oh, no, I live in the worst country ever. <laughs> There's some fucked up shit in history. That's that would be the best name for like a history textbook. Would just be fucked up shit. <laughs> That's our next Kickstarter. Yeah, project. Fucked, fucked up, up shit. shit by Eric and Jesse. All right, geography. <laughs> Uh, my first reco, I'm, I recommended it before, but I got to recommend it again, guys. Uh, the Weed Whacker Session Ale. If you can still get this stuff from Terminal Gravity, it is so good. I don't know why they don't do it year-round because, like, I like Timely to... Timely recommendation. I know, right? I like to watch, uh, you know, football and drink a Session Ale, so usually I just drink Session from Full Sail. But, like, come on! It's delicious! Yeah, um, dude, if you had a lot more space... And mm-hmm. free time. Yep. I would really love to teach you how to homebrew because then you could just design your own special beer. Well, I've homebrewed before. Right. But I mean, you got to get like the, all the equipment. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Boom and, yeah. I'm not going to forfeit Some, my carport. Someday. 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 Well, I guess it's then wa- you could just make your own weed whacker. Oh, delicious. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I could do a lager. That'd be a, that'd take a while to figure out how to do that. Well, no, it's it's not any harder than taking making a ale. It just takes longer. All right. Well, in that case, guys, I think it's time to call it a cast. Let us, Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, please heal your mouth. So kill can, your mouth. Yeah, kill your mouth. Okay. With some could vomit in a sore. You just told me I was. You know, going on a little too much. <laughs> Heal your mouth, sir. And uh, and listener, please keep in touch. Until next time, remember that wherever you go. And whatever you do. Please. Stay, stay arrogant. arrogant.